Pam, the, this part of the year is, is special for me, especially hopefully coming out of this pandemic, because I'm the kind of guy that still likes to go to the movie theaters. And look, uh, my favorite movie of the year far and away is Godzilla vs. Kong, because I love plot so much. <laughs> you know, I, I missed out seeing it in the theater. Now I've got Dune coming, a new Spider-Man movie. I mean, you're going to join me for all these uh, nice big action films, aren't you? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm I, I'm not a fan of the newer movies anymore. <laughs> you know, I liked it back when they used to act instead of blowing crap up. Instead of giant lizards and monkeys beating each other up. Hey, we just had this conversation. <laughs> My idea of a great movie is Boogie Nights. <laughs> I need I need a, a Boogie Nights version with Godzilla in it. Then I'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, it's funny because Jeff and I, whenever we do our uh, work, there's nothing on TV. We always have our kind of go-to movies. Okay, I have two go-to movies. One is uh, Love Under the Tuscan Sun, because I love that mm. movie. And the other one is a Queen Latifah movie called Last Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, well, we will, we, will, we will agree to disagree so, on this See, one. not Godzilla, not, you know, <laughs> not cars that turn into whatever they turn into i don't know well more seats for me so okay. you want to you want to get this started i'm ready hello all welcome to the voice of loveland the podcast for ionloveland.com i'm your host the loveland tadler rd kulik and with me here is the woman that doesn't as she said doesn't care about the spider-man the transformers the godzillas but that's okay i could never do this show without the greatest host on the other side of the little miami river and that's pam gross how are you today pam i'm good ryan welcome everyone all right pam i'm gonna kick this off right at the top with a clip from the council meeting on this last Tuesday. And I just want you guys to listen to this. This was said by an elected member of the Loveland City Council, Mr. Kent Blair. I want you to listen to this, and then, Pam, we're going to talk about it. As the designated historical relic on the council, I still like sticking the credit card in the slot. Just saying. For $20,000. It's not my twenty. Pam? <laughs> To clarify what he just said, they were having a discussion on parking meters, the city's parking meter program, and whether or not they're going to go fully app-based, which means we wouldn't need any equipment. And it seemed like most of the council liked that idea because it's basically, essentially, it's pure revenue. There are other costs involved, but that's neither here nor there. And Mr. Blair, Councilman Kent Blair said he would prefer to have meters because he likes to put his credit card in there. And then Mayor Bailey said for $20,000, because that's what it will cost the taxpayers of Loveland, $20,000 to have this equipment. And then he said, it's not my 20. Uh, we, we have been doing this podcast for over 100 episodes, Pam, nearly three years. And we have accused this council of not caring about the taxpayers' dollars. Anybody doubt us anymore, Pam? No. What's interesting about this is that this is exactly who Kent Blair is. And we know that. I mean, he's made numerous statements in the past about, oh, it's just $7 million. Oh, it's just this. And now it's, well, it's not my 20. But let's put this in true reality. We already know this is Kent Blair. But the reality is, it's Kathy Bailey. It's Neil Ori. It's Ted Phelps. 
It's Rob Weisgerber. It's all of them. Did I miss anybody? Andy Bateman. Andy Bateman. It's all of them. They have spent and spent and spent and spent and spent money. Money that's not theirs. Taxpayers' money. And now we truly find out what they think. It isn't my 20. It isn't my money. Eh, who cares? Folks, we need to care. This is who they are. Now, take this into the election. This is who Kathy Bailey is. This is what they think of you and your money. This is her judgment. Her judgment is, and their judgment is, who cares? It's not our personal money. We don't care. And remember, she's got her four anointed signs, Ori, Phelps, Ping, and Hart, which means they all share, who cares? It isn't my personal money. Yeah, I like that you said, too, that this is how Kathy Bailey thinks. Her first act as mayor, she had to appoint an empty seat on the city council. And quite a few people threw their names in the rain. I believe almost everybody that threw their names in the rain were fellow Republicans like Mayor Bailey. And so you guys know, we're actually going to talk about the Republican endorsements. That was our plan today. And then I heard that comment at last night's council meeting, Pam. We had to change because the public needs to know that this is how they feel. When Kathy Bailey had to make the choice on who she thought the best perfect member of the city council that she could she could run with and enact her agenda, what she wanted view of the city, Kent Blair was her choice. Kent Blair is not Andy Bateman, who had to wait and run, not Kip Ping, who had to wait and run, not John Hart. It was, it was Kent Blair, not my 20. I mean, so flippant about taxpayer dollars. Now, here's the defense I'm going to hear from predictably the Loveland hypocrisy pack, which we're going to talk about them in a moment here, too. But all these people are going to say, oh, he was joking. Okay, first off, if that's the case, you know what? Loveland City Council isn't the improv, Pam, okay? It's not a place to go test your material out. And as a matter of fact, I've got a recording of uh, Kent Blair's latest comedy routine. Let me play it for you. It's funny. When I was a little boy and told people I was going to be a comedian, everyone laughed at me. Well, no one's laughing now. Pam, that's obviously not Kent Blair. That's uh, Oscar winner Joaquin Phoenix doing the creepiest damn stand-up I've ever heard in my life. But my point is that that's how cringeworthy this was, okay? I don't know if you can hear it in the audio, but you hear somebody make a noise in the crowd after he said that. That person was me, Pam. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I try to respect the decorum that is there in the city council chambers. I try to be respectful, unlike, unlike how they were four years ago. I was flabbergasted, but I don't want to say I was surprised because he just gave voice to exactly how this city council has treated everything. Well, Ryan, let's not forget that when Kathy Bailey appointed Kent Blair to this seat, that one of the things she said was that Kent Blair shared her values and her vision for the city. So when Kent Blair said, well, it's not my 20, Kathy Bailey agrees with that, as well as the rest of the council, because you notice they didn't interrupt or they didn't say, well, it does matter. It's taxpayer dollars. So they all share that sentiment. I will say this. Uh, Kent Blair, 
after he said that, because they just could not be quiet. And I think you could tell everybody was a little off-put about what he had just said and realized, especially with me sitting in the audience, they realized that this is a problem. And look, it's not a problem by us playing it, Pam. It's not a problem we're creating. We're letting the public know. A lot more people listen to our podcast than watch those council meetings. They need to know that this is what your elected officials think of your taxpayer dollars. Again, this was in a conversation about the paid parking. We're not going to get into a conversation about what we think of that right now. But Mayor Bailey was very defensive at the end of the whole discussion, saying like, oh, everybody thinks it's just a money grab by the city council. But it's not. We only make a couple hundred dollars off of this. First off, I cannot stand when public officials just dismiss any amount of money a taxpayer might have to put out. This is just beyond me. I don't care if it's going to cost the cost of a case of Coke or whatever it is. You don't know what other people's economics are. And by just nickel and diming them, something Ted Phelps likes to say, nickels and dimes turn into dollars, which turn into hundreds and thousands to $20,000 to $10 million garages. That's what happens when you, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. If it's not that big of a deal, though, then why are you even doing it? I mean, you're okay with taking people's money. You're okay with not giving a damn where that money goes. So when Mayor Bailey says that and just dismisses the, oh, it's not that much money and it's not a cash grab, she's showing that she's not fiscally responsible, that she's not looking out for the financial health of this city. And then to hear that from Councilman Blair. It's good for us, Pam, because it's what we've said about them from day one, because now they're just admitting it. They're saying the quiet part out loud. Yep. Who cares? Not my personal money. Who cares? And then you talked about those four sons. Mm-hmm. John yes. Hart, Kip Payne, Ted Phelps, Neil Ory, who will not speak to anybody. I mean, as a matter of fact, the last time I think John Hart was talking to anybody was a journalist. They were yelling at each other. There's a podcast going on right now through Loveland Local News where every single school board candidate is going to be on there. And three of the seven city council candidates are going to be on there. Can you guess the four that are not <laughs> going to be on there? Uh, let me guess. Uh, Neil Ory. <laughs> Ted Phelps, Kip Ping, and John Hart. Yes. And so Mayor Bailey. Yeah. And Mayor Bailey has such control over them that they cannot speak independently. They cannot say what they want to do for Loveland. The only thing, the only one of them that's actually made any statement is Mr. Hart saying, Oh, I agree with Kathy Bailey, or I like what Kathy Bailey's doing for the city. That's what it is. So Mr. Hart. Oh, I would have voted for all that stuff. Yeah. He said you would have voted for Blossom Blossom Hill Hill. and all those other things because whatever the mayor says, who the mayor's. Number one lieutenant up there right now, since the vice mayor has to live in a Max Headroom esque, you know, computer screen on the wall. Her number one lieutenant there is Kent Blair. So, you know what, guys? Since John Hart won't tell you, since Kip Ping won't tell you, since Ted Phelps won't tell you, since Neil Ori won't tell you, do you want to know what they think about you? I'm gonna I'm gonna play you a clip that says exactly what they think about the taxpayer and the voters of Loveland. It's not my twenty. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's laughter. Don't forget the laughter afterwards. Like, oh, see, that was funny. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is, guys, you know what? When you see those four signs, Neil Worry, Ted Phelps, John Hart, and Kip Ping, understand that that is an insidious alliance. It is. This is not anybody that is there no. to do anything for you. They are there to rubber stamp Mayor Bailey's agenda, which... I cannot get this clear enough. I know you guys are going to get so sick and tired of us saying this, but... This is the truth of the matter. They don't care. Nope. Everything is about what they want. And they don't have a discussion. After the meeting, Pam, they were again out there 
at uh, I, I, some restaurant downtown, and it was Kathy Bailey, Neil Ory, Ted Phelps, Andy Bateman, a majority of council sitting there. Kent Blair. No, he wasn't at this he one. He wasn't at that one. I, I was thinking he was uh, thinking long and hard about that comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, Funny. Guys, it, you know, I, I remember years ago, before the vice mayor went virtual, he told somebody that, oh, you know, Pam and Ryan, they're just looking for sound bites. Yes. Because you won't speak to people. You all sit in this area where it's important not to tell the public what you personally believe. You have to run as an insidious pact, as you say, Pam, to not have discussions. I mean, yes, I'm going to find what you say, and we're going to show it to the people of Loveland. That's what this exists for. And if you think that's mean or all this other stuff, I got another thing coming for you guys. Because outside of that, that comment, Pam... The council meeting this week, the best way I could describe the environment was toxic. And I know it's an election season, but you have people like the Loveland Hypocrisy Pack and all these people going around saying that, oh, we just want collaborative thinking and kindness and da da da, all this other stuff. Where, again, the reason why there's no screaming in Loveland City Hall now, like there was four years ago, is because Neil Laurie's not is, is on the council, not sitting there screaming at the council. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> But they do have one member of the community, a former council member. You guys can go look it up yourself. I'm not going to say his name, but I am going to talk about what he said. He is the, the, the tip of the spear for the Loveland Hypocrisy Pack. I mean, he is. this is a gentleman who was widely vocal about the school levy a couple of years ago and about the lack of planning for what the infrastructure is going to look like when the school wants to build their new facilities out in Grailville. And anytime there's a controversy, this gentleman will sure inject himself in it and have the most uninformed opinions you can imagine. So the last two council meetings, Pam, he's been lecturing uh, Tim Butler, a lawyer, by the way, on uh, Tim Butler's a lawyer, not this gentleman, about the law and things like that. He accused Mr. Butler of grandstanding. The only reason this guy's even up there is because he has dinner with them all after these council meetings, too. And it was a coordinated effort. And I'll tell you why I think it was a coordinated effort. He's out there to politically try to damage Tim Butler. He's not up there to help the city. He's not up there to do any of that stuff. He's up there to do the dirty work of Mayor Bailey and her four signs. And at one point, this gentleman said to Mr. Butler, do you not want those people to move into this new Grailville development? Grailville is the area we're going to annex in. There's going to be a big housing development. But that's what he said. You don't want those people. All credit goes to candidate Butler, or uh, sorry, Councilman Butler, in that he didn't take it. Nor should have he. And he said it was insulting, it was disgusting, and is the kind of dialogue we should not be having in the council chambers. It was rude, it was divisive, and it's from their people. That's what they do. Those people, that's like coded language for calling someone a racist or a classist. With And he has no, no backing information. It was... It was deplorable what this man said. It was uncomfortable what this man said. I would not say that to any member of the city council. And I know I'm sounding angry, but guys, this needs to be known. This is what they're doing. They are trying to destroy people's character for a seat on the Loveland City Council. I don't know what more to say about that, Pam. Well, it's interesting because I listened to that. I don't have any idea who the them is. 
what I do know is that this was disgusting and it was an offensive statement and it's exactly what you would expect from an ill-informed political hack. And that's what that was. The other thing is you talked about how it was divisive. It is divisive, but that whole group is divisive. And when you have someone like that who's supposed to be your spokesperson, who's supposed to be someone who is representing the interest of what I had called the insidious alliance of Neil Ori, Ted Phelps, Kip Ping, and John Hart. I mean, think about this. This this is a guy that supports them. This is why we have and have created and they have created a toxic and a poisonous environment in this community. That's why that can't be tolerated. Oh, and this gentleman was breaking bread with Councilman Bateman, Mayor Bailey, Councilman Phelps, Councilman Ori after this. They all agree with him. Yes, it is so. And And you're right. Good for Mr. Butler. Sorry, I interrupted you. Good for Mr. Butler. Because I'm going to tell you that no one should tolerate that. And none of those council members, none of them should have tolerated that. It's so, so over the top and absolutely unacceptable. This is just so awful. But you know what? Like I said, it didn't end there. When they did get to started talking about the Grailville annexation and Mr. Butler bringing up a lot of the same issues that I brought up, that you brought up, that a lot of people brought up when the school wanted to build there. We don't know what we're going to do with the roads. We don't know the infrastructure. We don't know how this is going to affect traffic flow downtown. And Mr. Butler just says, we need to understand this stuff. It's something along the lines of, look, we built up all this downtown stuff, but then we didn't factor in the consequences. And now we're going to fix it all with a $10 million Band-Aid. Kent Blair doesn't care. It's not his $10 million, but you know, whatever. So now they're doing this more. They're just going to add more problems without under, they're going to add more issues without understanding how to fix those issues. Well, Vice Mayor Weisgerber from his home, virtual vice, yes, while he spoke through a computer screen. And again, I'm not going to play this because I, it's just, it's below, it's a below the dignity of our podcast, Pam. <laughs> he, uh, he, Basically insulted Mr. Butler on and on saying, well, if you had a basic understanding, a high school understanding of mathematics, you would get it. He just demeaned him. It was unprofessional. It was undignified. And it was a dishonorable way to address a colleague of yours. A colleague, by the way, four years ago, in what is now going to be Rob Weisgerber's final term on the Loveland City Council, Tim Butler took the most votes. Rob Weisgerber came in fourth. Rob Weisgerber's on that city council because of Tim Butler. So it's disgraceful to treat him that way. It's disgraceful to treat anyone that way. But for him to do that, but do you know what? Did Councilman Bateman stand up for him? He's not going to stand up against the gentleman saying those people or whatever. Of course he did not. What Councilman Bateman did, he didn't repeat the whole basic understanding of math, but he said, oh, the vice mayor's right on XYZ. Neil Ory, vice mayor's right on XYZ. Ted Phelps, vice mayor's right. Kent Blair, vice mayor's right. Kathy Bailey, vice mayor's right. You had six people exactly say, or you had six people say exactly the same thing. And they acknowledged, they said, yeah, there's going to be problems, but the benefits outweigh it. Okay, fine. What are the problems? Why won't you guys even discuss the problems? 
but they were all coordinated. And then they go afterwards and break bread with this this guy who is just trying to, in, in the most disgusting politics around, say the insinuate sorry the worst things about another human being. Uh, Pam, government is not a a happy peaceful place. But you know what? It's people like that. It's people like these four men running for office that just condone this behavior. By not speaking up, you accept it. And it is, this community deserves better. I agree. You know what's interesting when I watch this and listen to all of this? First off, we're back to, again, doesn't surprise me, Rob Weisgerber's career has been like this. He has been so disrespectful to so many citizens for so long. And he's been disrespectful to other council members. I'm one of those council mm-hmm. members. Miss Sattel was one of those council members. So this is kind of the modus operandi for, for Rob Weisgerber. So again, not surprising. What is surprising? There's two things here, though, that, that, I, that I think are, that need to be kind of addressed. One is I love the thing about, you know, anyone who has basic math, all you have to do is look at this and look at that or whatever. But isn't it interesting that Mr. Butler said, okay, where's the information? Got all these other bobbleheads over there like, I agree, I agree, I agree. Okay, but where is the information? Again, okay, so I know rudimentary math. Where's the information, Mr. Weisgerber? See, this is the thing. It's great and easy to be a condescending putz. But the problem is, is that there was no information provided. So that's the first thing. But here's the second thing that I think is even more important. What exactly has Mr. Butler done to warrant the wrath that is coming down on him from his, quote, colleagues, people who, as you pointed out, were his friends, people who you pointed out he ran with, who helped get them elected. What is his crime against counsel? <laughs> I mean, think about this, Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know what his crime against counsel is? He's asked a question. He actually wants to have some conversation about decisions of how we spend money. Oh, but then again, it's not my 20. That's his crime. I mean, here's the thing, and we've said this over and over again. We're supposed to have seven representatives. Those seven representatives are representatives for you, the citizens. You're supposed to have your own thoughts, your own questions. You're supposed to actually be part of a conversation. So for a long time, Mr. Butler was not. 7-0, 7-0. But then, you know what? You start looking around and you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. And now we want to spend millions of dollars in a parking garage. And oh my gosh, I think I'm going to ask a question. And then all of a sudden, you ask a question and Kathy Bailey comes down on you like a ton of bricks. Folks, you cannot vote for people who are backed by her because she's telling you. The evidence is all right there in front of all of us. She's telling you, you don't matter. We don't care what you say. 
We don't care what you think. You're going to do what I say we're going to do. That's why those four signs are all together. You need to avoid them, stay away from them. And the reality is just because you have four votes doesn't mean you have to use four votes. Mm -hmm. And that's important too, Ryan. No, Because if you go to the voting booth and there are only two or three people that you really like that you want to vote for, then just vote for those two or three people. You do not have to vote for the four. And like I said, this is an absolute insidious alliance. And we are going to be in major, major trouble if we allow Kathy Bailey to just run, run, run roughshod through our city, because that's what they're doing. And Kent Blair just told you that. It's not my 20. I've said it once, Pam. I'm going to say it again. We deserve better. It's frustrating to me, not just as a citizen, but of a citizen of Loveland, but just a person in general, to see the unprovoked, untrue attack on Tim Butler by saying coded language like those people. This is the type of tactic that is meant to divide. They got in power by division. They blame everyone else but themselves. Their hypocrisy pack claims they won some kind of moral victory, but the only thing they know is division. The only thing they know is ugliness. And that's what they do. And then a council, uh, six members of a council that don't say a word about it, that again, dine with the fellow afterwards and coordinate whatever their next, their next talking points are going to be to stop asking questions. And you know what? Maybe uh, Councilman Phelps or Councilman Bateman are afraid that they're going to become the next Tim Butler, so they just go along. That's not leadership, people. That's cowardness. But you know what? They won't speak to you. They won't talk to anybody outside of their preferred media people. They're just going to sit and hope you look at four signs and just blindly vote for them and continue along with their this just uns- this unsustainable, economically unsustainable path. At the end of the day, when their house of cards comes falling down, this is what the Mayor Bailey administration is going to say. It's not my 20. <laughs> not my 20. I know. <laughs> I mean, Ryan, seriously, this is absolutely, totally fiscally irresponsible. This shows a total contempt for our citizenry. And the bottom line is, is our community can do better and our community must do better. If anybody wants to buy some Eye on Loveland merch, I was thinking about getting a shirt that just says, Not My 20, not my Kent 20. Blair. This yeah. is why Eye on Loveland exists, people. Yes. <laughs> it's good to know why we're here. So yeah. <laughs> with all that being said, um, we thank you guys for listening and go out there. It's important to have shows like this. It's important, not just in Loveland, across the board, but we have high heels in politics, other shows we're working on, and we could really use your support. So please come reach out to us and then... This uh, the show was written, engineered, uh, mixed by Pam Gross and Ryan Kulik. The music was by my father-in-law. No songs for you guys today, just the dulcet tones of Kent Blair saying, not my 20. I think this is what goes on in his head whenever he says that. <laughs> At least we know that's, you know, whenever Weisgerber's talking about basic high school math, he's thinking, oh, let me look at the city's finances. And <laughs> so there, there's your song break for you, <laughs> Pam. That's all I got. Well, everyone, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy the rest of the week. And don't forget, 
Be informed, be involved, be influential. 